Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, September 22nd, 2023. Episode number 240 is here. Thank you, Haley, for that awesome introduction. Last weekend, I had a great time up in Billings, Montana. It was a Sunday race, so I flew up there on Saturday. And actually, Saturday night, they actually had a practice night up there at the Billings Motorcycle Club. And I want to say thanks to Nick for giving me a shout to uh, come on out there and check out practice night. And at the very end of the night, I got to ride. I was uh, asked and then begged to ride a Rotax. Yeah, Mark Erickson, who lives in Beulah, would really wanted me to ride his Rotax. I guess it's the exact same bike that Jeffrey Carver rode at Willow Springs a few years back. It's a it's a red Rotax, and it looked a whole lot like my Rotax whenever I had it all painted up red too. But I ended up riding it in uh, the very end of practice. I don't think very many people were left that night, and. You know, I put on a, a high point boot and a steel shoe and some elbow guards and a uh, air vest, good helmet and some nice gloves. Went out there and rode about eight laps. And I think I forgot to breathe a few laps. And then when I decided to breathe, I, I was overcooking into the corners a couple times. But uh, no, I had fun. I went uh, pretty good. I thought uh, nobody passed me until I decided to pull up and and let a couple of guys go on past. And I jumped jumped in behind them and went about three more laps and decided I better park it before I do anything dumb. So uh, had a good time. And uh, thanks, Mark Erickson, for letting me ride that awesome Rotax. There were 14 classes running that day uh, on Sunday. It was a day race, so the track was a little bit uh, slick. It was a beautiful, super smooth little short track. If you've not been out to the Billings Motorcycle Club, you should probably check that one out. So it was really, really smooth. Uh, not a single cloud in the sky and a, a breezy day, so it kept drying out the racetrack. So they would stop in water about after every three groups or three uh, heat races or three main events. So we had, I believe we had 15 heat races. We did have 14 main events. So there was two heat races in the Grand National Hooligan class. I'm not going to give you all the results, but uh, I'll give you some of the highlights. What I like about the uh, Billings Motorcycle Club is they make a class for some people that don't normally race flat track. So there's a 85cc knobby class there's a 250 open knobby class and and you know that's good you know let's try to convert some of those motocross guys to come on over here and race flat track and and usually a bunch of them show up i think there was a total of uh, 97 entries there on sunday at the billings motorcycle club 250 knobby class the 417 jordan bunshoe took the win he's from billings 385 kingston hart was second and then kylie ragsdale she's from uh, shelton Washington. She was third in the vintage class. Uh, there was a couple different vintage classes. This is just the open vintage. It looks like 410. Mark Erickson was the winner. 67M Brian LaFelt from Fort Collins, Colorado was second on his BSA B50. And the 61 Raleigh Gebhard right there from Billings was third. 250 two-stroke vintage class. Local rider Darren Cobelt from Billings was the winner. Mark Erickson was second. Riley Gebhard was third. And Corey Dynamite from Hamilton, Montana was fourth. Let's get into some of the pro classes. There's a 450 pro class and then an open pro class and then the hooligans. The 450 pro class, it was the 67W Brian LaFelt taking the win. He's riding the Husqvarna. 33, Sam Cover uh, was second. He's from Spokane. Third was the five of Darren Cobelt. Again, a local guy uh, doing good. 26, Stace Richmond, just six weeks off of his broken collarbone and surgery, gets up there to fourth. And then the 525 of Ridge Westine from Edgar, Montana, was fifth in that 450 Pro class. Open Pro Motorcycles. In the main event, it was a local rider, Darren Cobelt, on a Kawasaki taking the win. Sam Cover was second. He was riding a KTM. 
He's from Spokane, Washington. Third was Tony Alves. He was riding his Harley Davidson. Ends up third. Then you had the 410, Brian LaFelt on the Rotax that I rode the night before. He finishes up fourth. And then Stace Richmond rounding out your top five. He's on a 450 Honda. Grand National Hooligan Championship Series. They split them up into two different heat races, which I thought was fair. You know, there was nine total riders, but they didn't want to stick them all out there in one heat race, so they did split them up. Some of the other classes, they ran everybody in one heat and then one main. You know, there's a lot of, like, 85 Nobby class, so they had a big full front row. But the hooligans, they split them up because they're racing for national championship points. Coming into the final round, Tony Alves had already locked up the championship, and he would uh, be in heat race number one, but would end up second behind the 35 of Kyle Ragsdale. Alves second. Mark, Mike Schroeder was third. Michael R Robinson was fourth. And Cassidy Castle was fifth. And she's on a true hooligan, like a really beat-up sportster, denning up tank and everything like that. But she's out there riding with these uh, big, heavy machines with these fast guys. Uh, heat race number two for the hooligans. It was the 31, Jake Crawford taking the win. That's the sister motorcycle of Cassidy Castle's motorcycle. They, uh, they're true hooligan bikes. Sam Cover was second, and third was Stace Richmond. Those two were on KTM hooligan bikes, and Corey Dynamite was fourth. In that main event, it was a good one. They went 14 laps, maybe 16 laps. It was a long main event around the short track, so lap traffic would definitely be a factor a little bit later on, but... 16, Tony Alves grabbed the whole shot. He, end up, he ends up taking the win. Kyle Ragsdale was second. Stace Richmond gets a good podium uh, right there, third place on the 26 KTM. Sam Cover was fourth. Fifth was the 31. I believe that one was Jake Crawford. So that was your top five in the Grand National Hooligan Championship Series. And like I said, the championship was already wrapped up coming in for the points winner, but second, third, and fourth were all still up for grabs. Sam Cover would end up second in the points, and Kyle Ragsdale third in the Grand National Hooligan West point standings. So we finished up at about 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Then a little bit later on Sunday night, I went to dinner with Michael Marsh and his daughter Lauren. Had a good time at uh, a nice little uh, Chinese food place downtown Billings and had a nice visit with those folks. And it was, you know, Michael that asked me see if I'd be interested in coming up there. And then it was Nick that actually was with the Billings Motorcycle Club that was responsible for having me up there and stuff like that so again thanks to those folks for having me come up there on an off weekend for me i had a good time uh second year in a row i've been up to billings for flat track so hopefully i get to go up there again and maybe i'll get to ride again you never know last weekend also was the uh, race up there the charlotte canes memorial race up there in wisconsin all the only results i have were just from the dash for cash it's all women's class but zaria martins was the winner jc jones was second and hannah lang was third so wisconsin uh, JC from California now lives in Illinois. She was second. Hannah Lang from Wisconsin was third. Also last weekend was New Ulm, Minnesota, the Flying Dutchman racetrack. The results I have are just for the Grand National Hooligan Championship Series. Jeremy DeRyder would be the winner on day number one. Danny Slosser was second. Lowell Bronstein was third. And the second day, Jack Freeman gets his first ever Grand National Hooligan Championship win. Jeremy DeRyder was second and DJ Slosser was third. Another result I saw last weekend was the retired old bear. Corey Texter took the win of the 450 Pro Class up there at Three Rivers. And that's the only result I saw out of that particular race. But again, like I said last week on the podcast, that's definitely a track that's on my bucket list. Everybody that's been there said it's one of the most beautiful racetracks you've ever seen. So if you're up in Canada, go check it out. If you're looking for something else to do, if you're from the States or wherever, Three Rivers up there in Canada is one racetrack to check out.
I did see that Dallas Daniels and J.D. Beach are both road racing this weekend in Moto America in New Jersey, so good luck to those folks. And all throughout history, if you're good on a flat track bike, you're really good on a road racer. And I think it's the control, you know, the motorcycle control. You can slide into the corners a little bit deeper. Uh, you're not scared of the loose feeling. So it makes for, you know, flat trackers make for some great road racers. So Dallas hasn't raced with Moto America for about five seasons. He's been focusing on flat track. JD raced in Pennsylvania a couple weeks ago. Now he's going for some more out there in New Jersey. So good luck to JD and Dallas. Again, the AFT season is all done. That opens up doors for other events. Also last weekend, RPM. Jeff Hires' series was at Lebanon, Ohio on a beautiful pea gravel half mile. It is the same width all the way around the racetrack. So it looked like the biggest class of the day was the Power Elite Open class, which is pros on single cylinder bikes and twin cylinder bikes racing together. Uh, Trent Lowe was the, the, the big winner of that one. Trevor Bruner was second. Jared Lowe was third. So the Lowe brothers first and third. Jeremiah Duffy was fourth. Walker Porter, just 14 years old, gets all the way up to fifth. Then sixth was Danny Kelch. Johnny Conaby was, uh, looks like seventh. Jess Reynolds was eighth. Aiden Brown, ninth. Andrew Reichert, the butcher, was tenth. Austin Conant was eleventh. And Justin Anselmi, California rider, was twelfth. I like it that Justin's been staying out here in the Midwest a little bit learning to ride on all these other tracks i know he's a california guy is really good at lodi but now he's trying his hand at some other tracks so i think that's good if if, if you want to pursue a career in flat track you know you got to get out there and try other racetracks you can't just be your local hero so i like that justin semi's at least out there running some other races i saw he was up there at the donnie bargeman uh, last weekend, so Anselmi's uh, getting some seat time and some good experience racing with some fast company. 85cc class, Jackson Settle was the winner. Logan Higgins was second. Caleb Curtis was third. The 30-plus class, it was Cody Cops mechanic, Andrew Butler taking the win. Austin Knuckle, looks like, was second, and Jack Wilson was third. Open amateur class, Walker Porter, the Alabama Slammer, was the winner. Cameron Smith was second. Johnny Conaby was third. Caleb Martin fourth, and Cody Mishy. An Ohio rider was fifth. So it's not the same Cameron Smith as on the pro circuit. There are actually two of them. This is Cameron Smith and as opposed to Cameron Smith. So same exact name, but uh, one's an amateur rider, one's a pro rider. In the 50-plus class, Danny Kelch, used to be national number 93, was the winner. Doug Davis, he used to be national number 17, little bitty guy. He's so impressive to watch. He was second. And Mike Ashton was third. 450 amateur class, Trevor Martin, he's been winning a lot of races lately was the winner he rides number 88 bike so there's a lot of 88s out there this is the just 88 with no letter trevor martin a little bitty guy goes really good out there especially on the cushion tracks but also looked really good at the springfield short track he wins the 450 amateur class johnny conaby was second cameron smith third austin rutherford was fourth and Caleb martin was fifth the 60 plus class rod comer was the winner ray chester was second and jack wilson was third 250 amateur class, Cody Mishy takes the win. Braxton Reagan getting up there, moving up to the 250 class. He's just getting old enough to race the 250. He's second. Hunter Messer was third. Hooligan class, only one bike showed up for the main event. It was CJ Winnegar. Winnegar took the win. Johnny Bovo blew up his Harley Davidson in practice, so he was credited with second because only two hooligans showed up at uh, the Lebanon, Ohio race. 
And the last class of the day was the Power Elite Singles, or last results I have, or the Power Elite Singles. Trevor Bruner was the winner on his Yamaha. Trent Lowe was second. Walker Porter gets up there, gets a podium. Jeremiah Duffy was fourth. Doug Davis was fifth. Sixth was Trevor Martin. Johnny Connaby seventh. Jared Lowe, eighth. Aiden Brown, ninth. And Jess Reynolds rounding out your top ten. So that was the races at the uh, RPM races, Lebanon, Ohio. I'm going to take a week off, possibly next weekend. I'm headed to Wisconsin for this weekend. I'm going to see my girlfriend, Michelle, and then uh, probably go see my daughter's sister, which is like my bonus daughter, Rachel, and do a little work on her vehicle, take her out to eat some, some dinner this weekend. And then Tuesday, I head to England for a full week this year, going to the Greenfield Short Track up there for the final rounds of the DTRA race. They do race on Saturday and Sunday at the Greenfield Short Track. And I cannot wait to get back over there. Anthony Brown and the DTRA folks are awesome, making it sure that I make it back over there for another another experience of the uh, folks over in England. Going to try to go see Oliver Brindley and uh, maybe try to do a little bit more sightseeing. I didn't get a lot of sightseeing done last year because, man, we went all over the place. But it was just, you know, just trying to take it all in was a lot. So I think it'll be better this year. And again, I'm staying one extra day. So hopefully that goes well. So again, I'm probably going to take next week off. I might throw something out there early in the week. We'll just see how that goes. Uh, if I find anything out from, you know, anything that I cannot wait to tell you folks, I might throw out something next week. Before I let you go, I want to say a big shout out to all the patrons, you know, who supported the podcast. You know, some of them have been sponsoring the podcast or supporting the podcast from the very get-go. So thanks to all the patrons. I did pick up a, a, a new one or two patrons this week. So thanks to the new folks. And a couple of weeks ago, I recorded a special episode. It was only for the patrons. It was actually uh, something different. My girlfriend, Michelle, and my daughter, Haley, came up with this idea I'm not sure which one it was. I think it was both of those two getting together, but they had good questions for me. And it's very different being not in the driver's seat. You know, it's like sitting in the passenger seat and you're just along for the ride. Well, Haley and Michelle had some great questions for me and I answered them. And it was about 45 minutes long. And uh, hopefully the patrons all enjoyed that one. We'll try to do that again here pretty soon. If you want to be a patron, you can go to the Off the Groove uh, on Instagram. And there's actually a link you can click on and Carter actually tells you how to walk, you know, walks you right through how to be an, a patron. And, you know, it's just, you know, right now the money's for stuff like computers. It's like for, uh, you know, stuff I need for the podcast. I need to get a new microphone. And like I said, from the get go, I'm not doing this to make money. I'm doing this because I love the sport and I want to tell everybody about the sport. But uh, any little support that I get definitely helps. It goes into a little kitty right now and. I'm going to buy a new microphone here real soon. Um, also, now that the AFT season's over, I'm going to really focus on figuring out how to get guests back on the podcast. So uh, that's coming up in the near future uh, after I get back from England. It doesn't slow down really for me, but I'll have a little bit more time to focus on the podcast. So I'm really going to take advantage of that. Also, a big shout out to Jim and Pat. You know, they've been uh, su supporting me actually from when I race motorcycles, you know, Jim and Pat would always come up to me and, and so good to see them. You know, they're, they're living up by Tulsa, Oklahoma area. So I, I see them not as much now as I used to when I was racing all the time and they don't make, quite make it to as many races anymore, but uh, they sent me a, a nice little uh, inf information packet in the mail. And I want to say again, thanks to Jim and Pat. Thanks to Tim at Pro Plates. He's uh, built me a couple of uh, 
new number plates and you know stickers and if you need anything like that get a hold of tim at pro plates he does you know the the best job in my opinion you know they they look legit because they are legit they're real racing number plates and they're awesome so if you need any number plates any number plate stickers any i think he's been doing graphic kits for you know for the dtx bikes he does all kinds of stuff so just get a hold of tim at pro plates he'll hook you up and again a big shout out to michael marsh and the folks up there at the billings motorcycle club and michael marsh he's part of the race safety assistance program and if anybody wants to donate to help out riders what they do is they they try to provide amateur riders actually some pro riders too with better helmets better safety equipment better gloves air vests if they if they need them and you know amateur riders i think is what he's really geared towards because you know most of the pro riders have that all stuff taken care of but you know if a rider sends in a request for some assistance you know he tries to help him out and a lot of it comes out of his back pocket but a lot of it he's trying to get sponsors for and if you want to help that out to help riders with safety equipment it's 100 percent tax deductible uh, donations and 100 percent of it goes to help out flat track athletes for safety equipment like helmets inflation vests boots neck guards gloves whatever they might need so race safety assistance.org if you know what he's doing is just trying to help our sport and that is his way of giving back you know he loves flat track he is a part of the billings motorcycle club and he just wants to help out especially the the new up-and-comers and try to prevent injuries you know we have the charity back on track to help people after they've been injured well michael's taking a step ahead of that you know to try to prevent some of these injuries by you know helping some of these amateur riders and up-and-coming riders with good safety equipment because i think it goes a long ways you know my dad always said if you have a 10 cent head you wear a 10 cent helmet so again if you want to help out you know michael marsh race safety assistance.org is the website well that's all i got here on the podcast i appreciate each and every one of you folks for listening you know it's like carter always said smash that like button tell all your friends about the podcast and i guess i'll talk to you in two weeks as i'll be back from england i'll have a lot to talk about i'm sure so catch you guys on the flip-flop i'm scotty dubler we'll talk to you soon right here on off the groove <laughs>